it seems like everyone wants someone to love. In 2023, getting married is no longer the ultimate goal, but having a relationship or someone to spend the rest of your life with is the goal. Welcome to Family Planet 365. I am your host, Melina Jackson. Happy Friday. How are you doing? Come on in. I'm so glad that you're here with me this week. I'm glad to be with here with you this week because I am beginning our new marriage series that I promised you just a short while ago. It hasn't been too long, but I promised that we would go into the ups and downs, pros and cons, the ins and outs of long-term marriage and everything in between. This is part one because there's so much to talk to you about, but I'll, I'll keep it interesting. You know, I don't know how many episodes will go into this, but I feel, you know, I'm just gonna let the content lead and let the content decide how many um series or how many numbers will be in this series. So let's just stay open. Let's stay fluid. Let's just see what happens and where this goes. Um, I know that it will be beneficial for me. And I know that if it's beneficial for me, in turn, it will be beneficial for you or whoever you share this podcast with. And do share the podcast because Family Planet 365 is about the empowerment the uplifting of families for the benefit of the next generation of, for the benefit of children who are going to soon be adults. And we want their parents to, we support the parents. We want the parents to feel like they're being heard. They're being understood. You're not alone. Parenting is not easy, but it's doable. So again, this is family planet three, six, five. Welcome. How's everybody doing? Um, just wanted to give you a quick shout out to our series because when we left off with the last episode, I talked about how I would start the marriage, the long-term marriage, um, podcast series. So I just wanted to open with that to let you know that that's what we're starting today. But before we get into that, you know, I love to do a little headlines with you and, Oh, guys, it's with um, heavy heart that for my, what, what are we? Are we Generation X? I don't even know what I am. But if you were into 90s music, you'll know what I'm talking about. But Irish Grinstead of 702, yes. Where my girl's at? From the front to back, when is feeling that? She passed away. Yeah. And she was only 43, I think 42 or 43, 43. And I was just like, what happened? You know, and I'm the type of person, when I hear about someone passing away, I immediately want to know what happened. How did this happen? And for whatever reason, the media does not cover that. Like as a journalist, journalism 101 is going to tell you, when you report a death, you need to say how they died. Like, I don't care about, oh, the family is asking for privacy at this time. You announce the death. 
this is a an icon. Well, she was a '90s icon. Part. I mean, it's. Uh, I guess it's um. A, how, however, it's it's what is the word? It's um. That's according to opinion or how you see the '90s music and the girls groups, but I forget what it's called. I want to say it's relative, but that's not the word. It'll come to me, I think. Um, that's a matter of opinion. I'll just say that. But if this is a well-known person, like the fans want to know. And so I had some speculations about what went down because I did just check on Irish about six months ago. I was like, I wonder how she's doing. Cause she was my favorite one in the group. And she was like the spunkiest one or whatever. And I remember looking at her post and I was like, oh, she's not looking too good. You know, like, I wonder what's going on in her world, you know? And I just didn't think anything of it. I was like, I hope she's okay. Cause she's just not, she's young, but she looked like she had aged a lot. So I left it at that. And then I just went on YouTube and watched a few 702 videos. Cause that's what I do. And this was about six months ago. And um, then I noticed, I saw that they said that she wasn't no longer on tour because she was suffering from a long-term illness. And I was like, man, that, that's crazy. But I never, you know, really gave it any speculation because she had a twin sister who died in 2008, I think. And so I was like, okay. But then when this was announced, I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I guess she really was like, I guess her illness was really um, fatal. And so they were all saying, you know, there was no cause of death, cause of death. And then for some reason, now they're saying, oh, she died of the same ailment that her twin sister did, which I don't believe um, because it seems convenient. So I could be wrong, but my journalism instinct tells me that that is not the case. And perhaps somebody put that out there and then the blogs and stuff picked it up and like they're running with it. Because now today, like journalism isn't journalism. Nobody fact checks. People just put things out there and see if it'll go viral. And if it goes viral, then it's the truth. But that's not how I was taught. You know, the truth can be proven. So if I were to go to her, um, I guess, if she if she even got an autopsy or whatever, and see the records, that's how that's when you should say what the cause of death is. But I can guarantee you no one has done that. Someone put the speculation out there. Oh, yeah, she died like her sister, her twin sister did. And now people are going with that. So anyway, I digress. I always have to digress because I have to get back on track. But nonetheless, it's really sad because she was so young and she wasn't really performing. So I know that right in and of itself was probably heartbreaking for her. Um, but, you know, I my, I wish her well on her. Um, what is it when she as she moves along on her journey? I wish her well. And I'm thinking I thank her for the contribution she made to my high school slash college self because the music was bumping. And um, so I'll be playing some 702. I was playing a few of, of her songs earlier or their group songs earlier. And the other two group members are still alive. So that's great. Hopefully they can move on kind of like TLC did when um, Left Eye passed away. But it's never the same, you know. And it's just, it makes me just like, it really makes me realize like you really want to cherish your life because 43 is young guys. Like people who are, if you're listening to this podcast, today is the day that I want you to be proud of how old you are um, or your age. I would even say be proud of your age. When people don't share their age, I'm like, do you know what a blessing it is 
to be 50, to be 38, to be 40. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Like that is a blessing. You get to continue on your life journey in this bodysuit. And I know people who died when they were, you know, in their teens and they didn't never got to get as far as you are. And you have the nerve to be ashamed of your age, like really go deep down and figure out like, what's up with that? Because aging is a blessing and it's not, it's not a gift given to many. So it just always reminds me of that when I hear of someone dying young, cause I'm like, wow. And you just really got to watch your words because I know Beyonce has a song about dying young. I'm like, ain't nobody trying to die young. Like, why are you singing about that? And I think, you know, words have power. You really have to be mindful of that. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant even mentioned in an interview, they started showing different things about what he was saying when he died. And one of his interviews, like before he got married, before he had children, he was saying how he wanted to die young so he could be a legend. I'm like, well, wish is granted because that's exactly what happened. And sure, his, you know, 20 year old self wasn't thinking, oh, one day I'm gonna be married with children and I'm not gonna want that. But no, he said that. And it's on video that he said it. So you just gotta really watch your words and you wanna understand that aging is a blessing and it's your job to accept it as a gift and to take good care of yourself and understand that you can be here as long as you choose to be here. So argue with your mama because I'm not the one. That's the truth. And the truth, you know, can be, t- is a, it goes against the test of time. Like you can't deny the truth. So my heart goes out to um, Irish. I know she had a child. Don't know much about her um, as far as her personal life, but I do know that she will be missed. So that was top of the headlines. And now since we are talking about marriage, like how timely is this, right? Okay, why did Jeezy file for divorce from Jenny Mai? Like why? Like this isn't a gossip show, but I'm just bringing this, I wanna bring this up because we're talking about long-term marriage and no one talks about long-term marriage. Everybody just talks about like who's getting divorced, people be married like one in two years and they're out of there or five years or whatever. Or like they're married for 22 years and then get a divorce or whatever. So I was shocked. And see, this is the problem. Like, I'm not even going to go into the gospel because that's not like the trajectory of this show, Family Planner 365. But I'm bringing this up because this is one of the reasons, guys, that I really want you to think twice when you get on these social media platforms and be like, Oh, my life began when I met you and I have never been the same. You complete me. I want to be with you. Like, I want us to do this thing forever till the wheels fall off and all this bull, all this nonsense. Like, I cringe when I see posts like that. I just, you know, because I'm not the type, like, I don't really do public um, PDA. Is it public displays of affection? I'm not really, I've never really been that kind of person. Cause I'm like, what are you trying to prove? Even when I was a teenager, it's like, what are you trying to prove? Like, why do you have to be like kissy and doing all that in front of people? Like, what is that about? Like, that's a form of insecurity. So when I see couples married, dating, whatever, when they start posting stuff like that, I'm like, what's really going on, sis? Because if you feel like you got to do that, you're trying to prove something. Now, not, that's not always the case. There are couples out there who are going strong. And yes, they post things that are, you know, kind of mushy and cringy. 
and they're still good. But usually I'm just like, uh, what's really going on? Because why do you feel you got to do all that? Like I would be not happy if my husband on my birthday did this long pose. Oh yeah. She's the love of my life. The girl of my, I don't care about that. How do you act? I don't care about no words. How are you when we're not together? Are you trustworthy? Um, are you honoring our union? That's the kind of stuff I care about. So going back to Jenny Mai, the problem I have is when you're in a relationship, you're sharing everything. You're talking about how great this person is. Oh my God, we did it. We got married and this is who I want to be with. Then y'all bring a baby into the mix. You know, you have this child and now you're not going to be together. So now this child is going to come from a broken home because that's what it is. Call it what it, what you want, but it's a broken home. And for whatever reason, people today feel like, you know, parents don't need to be together in the home. Children need that stability, whether you want to admit it or not. But if you're listening to Family Planet C365, my hope is that you understand that the family unit is very vital and essential to the development of the child. Okay. So now we bring this little girl into the mix because she talked about she didn't want to have kids. Then she met Jeezy and now he's the love of her life. And then two years later, oh, we ain't together. It's like, really? Like, for real? So my hope is at the sound of my voice on this particular day, this Friday in September, that they will change their minds. But I always say, you know, it's not safe. It's not good and healthy for you to stay in a relationship that you don't want to be in for the sake of being in the relationship. So. I want them to do what's best for them, but I want this to be a lesson to people that we don't just jump into things and then go in and quickly have a child. And then it's not the relationship, not even stable. Cause obviously what they had wasn't stable enough to sustain, you know, 24 months of marriage or however long they've been married because now here they saying Jeezy filed or whatever. I don't know, but I, I don't even really care about, I won't say I don't care about the couple. I'm just using the it's basically the example of, you know, people aren't really looking for marriage these days. I, you know, open the show with that. It's more about just being with somebody for this moment. And then maybe we can spend the rest of our lives with, because marriage really isn't the, um, in 2023, marriage is not the goal. I'm beginning to see that. I think we kind of, I was telling my husband, I say, I think we kind of got sucked into this narrative. Like, oh, you need to find a husband you know, get married, find a wife, get married, settle down. And I'm like, think about that. Who really wants to be with the same person for the rest of their lives? Like, that's not, I don't know. That's kind of strange. So I'm thinking it's kind of like it was a gimmick, you know, but I'm here now. So, and you know what I'm gonna do? I'm here now. Right. But we'll talk about more about that. And then, um, another couple divorce alert was, um, Tayana Taylor and I forget her husband's name, but he was on Dance with the Stars because me and my kids love Dance with the Stars. And I did notice this was like last season. I was like, Tiana's really not there. Like her husband is killing it, but she's not really there. I think she was there once and then she was like with an entourage. I'm like, why you got to be with an entourage when you come to watch your husband do Dance with the Stars? Then when he won, she didn't really like say nothing. She wasn't really like, oh, my husband, you know, he's, I'm so proud of him, whatever. It was like, oh, yeah, he he won. And I was like, oh, so I, I, I see something's off. And I'm going to tell you, I don't spend, I don't like to think that I spend a lot of time trying to see like who's still together, but I'm really good at two things. 
one, if I meet a woman and she's single and she's older, I immediately know why she's single. Like I can pick it up because I've been in the game of marriage for so long and I kind of know well, I do know what the elements are, what the keys are, right? If you're into like the opposite sex, like if you're into the same sex, I'm not, I don't know about that because I'm not about that life. But if you are into, you know, the opposite sex, I can tell you why you're single. And if it's a guy, I could tell him why he's single too, if he's into women, right? And then two, I can also tell on social media when people aren't really together anymore. And I'll give you a quick, um, fact and then I'll take a break and then we'll come back and start the show. Right. Well, I don't know if you all know Niecy Nash, right? So Niecy Nash is this amazing African-American actress who, um, I, I admire her work. I loved her show Claws. Like that was amazing. I was sad to see it go. And then she was on the, she did the Dharma movie on Netflix. Well, anyway, Niecy was married to this really nice looking guy a few years back. And she was always, they were always going to parties. They were always hosting parties. And I was like, this is the life. I like this. This is good. They're cute together. I like it. They have fun. They're enjoying life. Well, things started like declining. Like she wasn't posting him as much. And then she goes, mom. And see, my thing is, guys, that's not fair to your people. Because if you're posting all the good times, I want you to post when it's not so good too. Because that show, that's keeping it real, right? I want you to keep it real. And I don't like that they do that. They post everything when everything's on the up and up. Oh, we know all about it. It's all in our face. It's all in our news feeds, like every 20 seconds, 24 seconds or whatever. But then when things not on the up and up, you go, mom. And that's just not cool, okay? So anyway, I noticed for like a few months, you know, she wasn't really saying nothing. Like the, the posts were declining. It was more about just the project she was working on and stuff. And then, so I started Googling, like, is she together? Like, what's going on? And nothing, nothing. And then, so like a year went by, nothing. And so I even DM'd um, the Shade Room. I DM'd the Shade Room, because this is the like the, the journalist, but kind of trashy journalism in me. I was like, hey, y'all should look into it. I don't think Niecy Nash is with her husband anymore. And I don't know what's going on, but I don't think they're together. And y'all should look into it, because she's not saying anything. And, uh, they didn't say nothing. They ignored me, whatever. And I'm like, I know I'm onto something. I know I'm onto something because when I was in journalism school, I'll never forget. My professor was like, Melina, you have a knack. Like, you know, like whether it's gossip or like news stories, you kind of know what's coming around the corner and it's not psychic. It's just being aware and in tune. And I, I know that's one of my gifts. So I always, you know, put that in my pocket and kept that with me, but Sure enough, like a month later, she announced that she was with her wife now, like that girl, Jessica, that she's dating or she's married to. And I said, I knew it. I knew it. So my thing is I start, I see signs. And the biggest thing is I start looking for, I look for signs in my own marriage on, you know, how can I keep my marriage on the up and up? Because at the end of the day, you need to be tending to your own business but I do like to, you know, dabble in, see what's up and test my skills and see if I know like who's together. Cause I knew Megan Good and her husband were going to be gone too. Cause they did Smart Funny and Black with Amanda Seals and Devon was at a hotel somewhere to my, he in Atlanta and Megan was here in LA. And I'm like, wait, y'all kind of newlyweds and why he, 
ain't nothing Devon doing and he got to be in Atlanta away. So I, I kind of knew that was going to be weird. And then sure enough, a few months later, they announced it. But um, yeah, so that's just the marriage news because, you know, we're going to be talking about marriage a lot over the next few weeks um, when I record. And I just want to put that out there because that's in the headlines and it was like juicy stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so timely. So if you are in a long-term marriage, congratulations, because it is not an easy feat and it's nothing to, you know, be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm married, whatever. We're going to get into that. We're going to talk about, you know, let's start from the beginning. I want you to, I want to start from the beginning with you because I think that'll help me progress the story and really get into the weeds of like, um, you know, how things panned out for me so far and what I'm learning. Cause I'm always learning, like there's no end to this and where I'm going, um, with the marriage. So we'll talk more about that when we come back, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll get right into the show. I'm Melina Jackson. Um, you are listening to family planet 365. And today we are talking about long-term marriage and everything in between. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Hello and welcome to Family Planet 365. I am your host, Melina Jackson. Today we are talking about long-term marriage and everything in between. This is part one of a um, not so sure part series because I don't know how many episodes I'm going to go into this, but we'll just let the content be our guide and see where we end up, right? So why did I want to bring this, talk about this topic? Well, I don't think I've really talked about marriage on my podcast after all these years. Um, Part of it is because, you know, it's a delicate topic. And the more that I evolve, the more that I'm just like, uh, marriage is kind of weird. Because why would you want to, why would you choose to be with someone for the rest of your life? Like, that's kind of dull, right? But it's really cool too. Like there's so many pros versus cons. And that's what I want to talk about because what I'm noticing, like in this day and age, people are not really trying to get married. There are some people, you know, there are, there's a percentage of the population that seeks marriage. And then there's a part that's like, you know, I just want to have, you know, a partner, you know, we could go to, on trips, hang out, um, maybe even live together, maybe have a few kids, but I'm not really trying to like tie the knot or whatever. And I get that, you know, back in the day, I'll be like, why would you do that? But now that I'm in it, I get it. And I know for me, um, I just celebrated 22 years of marital bliss. So yay. Um, And that's what triggered this conversation. Because I'm like, people don't really talk about when you've been married for like over 15 years. What I usually hear about people who married long term is, oh, they're getting divorced now. And I'm like, you've been with this person for 28 years. What the H? Like, why are you leaving now? Where, where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? And I know that there's, um, there are options. People find love again. 
And we're going to talk about that too. Cause like, why are you leaving one relationship and running into another? But anyway, um, and I see that with a lot of my kids, friends, moms, like a lot of them are just newly divorced and then right away they out there dating. I'm like, why don't you take time for yourself? Like, I know for me, if I'm getting out of a relationship, I'm trying to be with myself. Like I'm not, I don't want the aggravation because really relationships are aggravation. Let's just put that out there. It's aggravation. Don't let people steer you in wrong and make you think it's all perfect. And oh my God, no, it's aggravation. And you got to learn how to, um, how to manage your aggravation level. If you want to be in a good relationship, cause that's what it is. And I'm sure my spouse could say the same thing about me. Right. And we just kind of come to understand and respect that about each other. Like we're in this it's aggravating, but here we are. So let's go back to the beginning. Okay. So I met my husband, I am 46 years old. And I remember I was a senior in college in Nashville, Tennessee at Tennessee State University. Woo woo. T.S. T.S. You, you. So if you're a T.S.U. Um, alumni or a fan, or you know, someone who's there, Shout out, shout out to TSU, where it all began. Um, But anyway, so I was a senior in college and I always knew I wanted to get married. Like I was like, you know, I'll make a good wife. I want to be married because that's what the, the 19, I was a senior in 1998. I graduated in 99, but that was the thing back then. Like all this same sex marriage and relationships that wasn't, it was there, but it wasn't a thing. But now, you know, things have changed. But then it was like, you know, you find a husband, you get married and then you, you know, you have a few kids, you live your life. So I wanted that for me. I knew I wanted that for me. Um, I didn't know how soon I would get it because I had been dating um, off and on again, a guy from high school. And um, I remember he was like, I would come home for, I would come home for the summer and um, we would hang out and then I'll go back to school and then we would not hang out. And so he didn't like that. So when I was getting ready to go back to college for my senior year, he proposed. And looking back, I'm like, oh, he did that because <laughs> he didn't want me like seeing other people when I went back to school. Because that was a game I was playing. Like, you know, we're going to be together this summer. But, you know, when I get back to TSU, it's a different story. And I highly encourage that. Like my teenage daughter, she's 19 now. I'm like, sis, have fun. Be safe. Because you don't need to find one dude and just be with him for the rest. Like you are too young for that. You had a rest of your life for that. Have fun. Have you a few guys because you want that. That's how you know what you want and what you don't want. You know what I'm saying? I said, of course, if you find somebody and you really like them, then cool. You know, you'll, you'll be able to judge if, you know, I just want to chill with this person. But for whatever reason, if you don't feel that way, have fun because this is the only time you're going to have that banging body. You know, you can, you, you're in college you, you can do, you don't have no kids. This is the life. Like enjoy it. Do not be, don't do not let no dude lock you down. Cause that is for the birds. That is not cool. And I've been telling her that since ninth grade. I'm like, you don't go to high school dating no one dude the whole time. I'm like what? what, what are we doing? So you, you can argue with me on that one. Cause that's facts. So anyway, so my high school boyfriend, he proposed um, my senior year in high school, in college, and now he had dropped out of college. So he was low key envious of the fact that I was in college because he would always be like, oh, you act different because you're a college girl, whatever. You're right. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do act different because I'm college educated. But anyway, get you some. Right. So he was trying to lock it down. But anyway, that didn't last. Cause my parents were like, no. Mm-mm, uh, OK, cool. First, it was like, oh, that's cute. OK, cool, cool, cool. 
congratulations. Yeah, you could do that, do that. Then it's like, no, uh-uh, he's a loser. You can't do it. And so I was like, okay, because I wasn't really feeling it anyway. And I was feeling some kind of way because I'm like, I'm a senior in college. I'm not really trying to be locked down like that. You know, I still got the rest of my life ahead of me. I think it's too young. And I'm not trying to be like nobody wife right now. But I didn't really know how to express, like, I didn't really know how to, um, what is the word? Uh, not inter- interpret that or like digest, you know, how I'm going to be a wife and I'm fresh out of school. And I, because he, he was even saying like, maybe you should just come out now and you could finish later. And I'm like, why would I get to my senior year in college and drop out to come back later? That ain't, later's never going to happen. So in hindsight, I was seeing that he was really trying to set me up for like not being a college graduate. And I know that sounds cruel to say, but it is what it is, you know, and looking back, I'm like, I share all these stories with my daughters because I'm like, you need to know fuck boys when you, when you see one, that's cause that's what that is. So anyway, long story short, we were engaged for like three months, which felt like three years. And he called off the engagement cause he was like, you know, your parents don't support it. I can't be in this. I'm like, okay, cool. It hurt, but I'm like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, here's a ring, you get the ring, whatever. I don't care. And so I was sad because I was like, man, I done told everybody I'm engaged. Now I'm not engaged. Like, what am I going to do? Because I even told, like, the dude I was hanging out with um, on campus, you know, when I come back, I'm like, I'm engaged. Now he's like, what? Whatever. He didn't even take it serious. And then when I broke, we broke it off. It's like, yeah, I told you. So anyway, fast forward to I'm single. I'm sad. I'm lonely. We don't talk anymore. I like, I never talk to him again. Because that's the type of person I am. Like, when I'm through with you, I'm through. Like, there's no back and forth, no ups and downs, no ins and outs, no roller coaster. I'm not about that life. Like, I feel like life can be stable. And I'm about that stable life. So you're not going to be coming in and out of my life, doing me any kind of way, leaving, coming, going. It's not a revolving door. It's either you in or you out. And I like it like that because that's how you get to be free. That's how you get to feel good all the time. And I highly encourage it. Like you got to know who the F you are to be able to do that. So I highly encourage it. Um, So I never spoke to him again. Like we called it off or whatever. And he was out. Like it was like it never even happened. So I was slowly getting my life together. And I remember um, I was watching this preacher on TV and he was saying how you know, women need to up the ante and like have better standards and higher standards. And they should, um, make sure that the guy they're with is respectful of himself and he should be respectful of you. And he needs to know what he wants to do in life. And matter of fact, when you meet a guy, don't let him just don't, don't find a piece of paper and write your number on a piece of paper. Ask him, does he have a card? If he don't have a business card, keep it moving. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess I, I guess that's a way to look at it. I never uh, thought about that, but okay. So I just, you know, took that and that was a seed planted in me. And I said, okay. So anyway, like about, this was no, in November, 1998, my friend Gwen and I, she was like, girl, have you heard about this club called something live? And I said, no, she was like, yeah, girl, you gotta, we gotta go there because it'd be older guys there and stuff. Now we're seniors in college. And so she was like, yeah, be older guys. And it's really cool. It's chill. It's a good environment. We, you know, we need to go there. And I was like, okay, I'm down, you know, I'm down to meet somebody or whatever. And so she was talking about it all week. So this was on a Sunday. She mentioned it. She's like, we're going to go, we're going to go on Saturday, next Saturday. I was like, okay, okay. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, this will be good. You know, we go and have fun. I've never been to this club. I want to do it. And she's like, you know, it's $22. I think it's $12 
but if you ladies get in free before 11 and I was like okay and so she Wednesday I saw her in class she was like now you still down for um something live on Saturday I was like yes girl I am down I'm, I'm good I'm good because see we didn't have cell phones we didn't have text messaging we didn't have Facebook no Instagram no DM and none of that so you had to talk to people or pick up a phone and talk to them okay so that's why she went in class. She was trying to make sure I was still good to go, good to go. And then um, we had a Friday class and she was like, yeah, girl, we still going. I'm gonna come pick you up. I'm gonna drive. I was like, oh, good. I don't have to drive. That's great. And so she was like, yeah, so we get the ladies getting free before 11. So be ready. Let's go about, let's leave about 10, 15. I was like, okay, I'll be ready. So Saturday come, I'm kind of excited. Cause I'm like, you know, it'd be fun to go out. You know, I haven't been out in a while. And so I called her around five o'clock and she didn't answer. And I'm like, man, okay, well, that's cool. We still got some time. And so eight o'clock came, called her, no answer. And I'm like, man, okay, it's getting late. Like I'm, I want to make sure, like I want to confirm, you know, we're still good. And I was leaving voice messages, no answer, nothing. And then around 9.30, I called. And I was like, Gwen, what's up? This is Melina. Remember we supposed to go to something live? I hadn't heard from you all day. I don't know what's up. You know, let me know if you're still trying to go because I had my clothes laid out on the bed and stuff. I'm like ready. And so I remember laying on my bed. I hung up the phone. I laid on my bed. I was like, well, I guess we're probably not going to go because it's already 930 and we need to leave out about 1015. I hadn't talked to her all day, so she's probably not going no more. And so I was laying on the bed about 950. And I was like, yeah, I'm probably just going to put on my pajamas. I'm not going to go. And and I was sitting there, I was watching TV because I was in my dorm room and, um, then about 10, 10, something said, just go. Like, cause I've never been one to be afraid to go somewhere by myself. I'll go to the movies by myself. I'll go to dinner by myself. Party of one. Yes. All day long. I don't mind. Okay. And something said, just go. Like you have, you could just take yourself. And so I was like, okay, you're right. So I got up, got my makeup on, look cute, put my outfit on. And then it was about 10, 15. So it took me about 25 minutes to get there. And I got in like, I got there about 1050-ish. The math is math and I think. So I got there close to 11. And I remember the guy was like at the door. He was like, oh, oh, shorty, you got here right on time. So he let me in. And I remember like, man, I made it. I made it. So it's cool. And it was a chill vibe, just like she said. It was in Printer's Alley in Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to Printer's Alley. If you're in um, Nashville, Tennessee, you know what I'm talking about. And it was a chill vibe. Like upstairs was um, like jazz. It was a jazz singer up there. And then downstairs was like hip hop R&B. So I was like, I'm going to go downstairs first because, you know, I'm in college and I want to listen to some hip hop. So I was downstairs and I was just standing like at the bar and just people watching because I enjoy people watching and everything and um, listening to some music and I was standing there by myself and I ordered like a, I used to order like a Long Island iced tea, but virgin because it looked like I'm drinking, but I'm not. Cause I was only, how old was I a senior? I was 22. So I was, no, I was 21. I was already 21. Wait. Yeah. Cause I turned 22 that March. So this was November, 1998. And yeah. And I would have turned to, so I was already 21. So I was legally able to drink, but I wasn't going to drink because it was just me and I was driving and blah, 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 blah. So I would always just, that was my, my, my hack. I would order a Long Island iced tea, but virgin and dudes will always think I'm drinking, but I'm not drinking. So I remember standing at the bar and just kind of people watching. 
and like in my peripheral, I saw these two guys walk in and, um, one was like, like, like a fair skin complexion. One was darker. And I heard the fair skin complexion guy say, Hey man, I'm gonna go get something to drink. You want something? And he was like, no, I'll just have some water. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, this dude's not an alcoholic. Because that was the thing about my high school guy who proposed to me. He loved to drink, guys. He loved getting a 12-pack and drinking the whole 12-pack on the weekend. I'm like, this has got to be more to life. But he loved it. He loved it, right? And I just remember thinking to myself, oh, this guy's not an alcoholic. So that's pretty cool. And didn't think nothing of it. And then so I was standing there. And ironically, the guy who was getting the water for the guy came right next to me. And he spoke to me and he was like, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm good. How are you? He's like, oh, I'm fine. And so he got his drink and he left. And I guess he must have went back and told my now husband, hey, that's this chick at the bar or whatever, because they both came over to me. And I'm going to end on that part because I don't want this podcast to go too long. So we're going to pick up on the next episode of when they approached me at the bar in November of 1998 eight right how cool is that how vintage is that so you're listening to family planet 365 i'm your host melina jackson and today's topic is long-term marriage and everything in between so make sure that you tune into the next episode where i pick up where we left off i'll talk to you soon and don't forget you can have it all bye for now